Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. gentlemen welcome it is officially the pink ladies the pink ladies katie i had my headphones on so you didn't hear our whole intro song well i could hear it okay over but i i'm sorry i feel like you really got that going for me and you were really excited i mean i'll just have to go back and listen to the episode yeah yeah um today uh it's an official meeting of the pink ladies i think this is what happened Corey found out about greece he thought it was a hilarious bit, but then he also, you could tell, was wanting Greece to not connect with the listeners in a way that it unfortunately did. You know, I saw Corey the other night at dinner. I was not having dinner with Corey. I haven't told you this. I was having dinner with my brother, but then Corey came by as well. And, you know, we were hanging out and talking. And I feel like he said he wasn't mad about the Pink Ladies podcast a couple too many times. <laughs> he was like really protesting about it. He was like, I mean, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not. It was great. It was great. He texted me the other day and he was like, he's like, um, so I was looking at the calendar. Um, well, before he was just like, I was like, yeah, well, when Greece comes out, uh, and he's like, yeah, we'll look at the numbers. We'll look at the listener numbers. <laughs> he really and, put us down, and, but. And then the other day he texted me, he's like, you should see, uh, you and Katie should pick like a few other, uh, movies to watch, uh, before you, before you start traveling. And I was like, Looks like the pink ladies are back. I think that means we did great. I think it is. We're pink ladies. I shout out to Gail. Her name was Gail. Gail, I'm pretty sure, one of our patrons. Uh, she was a huge fan of the Grease Pod. Thanks, um, Gail. We appreciate that. Yeah. And um, and now we were talking about doing West Side Story. We were. But it's like just about a year ago, I saw the new one. It was so sad. It's it pretty heavy. I, I did rewatch part of it recently on a plane. And by mm. rewatch, I mean, it was just on while I was like struggling to hold Mickey in place. Yeah. But I will say during the dance at the gym, Mickey just fully stopped and like watched it. He was in it. And I was like, my dreams are coming true. Mickey. <laughs> he loves musical theater. He's going to love it. He's going to love it. So we'll, we'll save West Side Story. We're going to save West Side Story in a way that we're, we're also going to save, uh, we, we have to, the boys have to do Titanic at some point, but we have to get around to it. I mean, you that's know, an epic. It's an epic, 
And I think okay. also that's a good watch for like the deep winter months. Yeah. But we were like, what else could we do? And so, and I think we want to take, take drugs and do cats sometimes, all four of us. <laughs> I think we should get high and watch cats on the pod. I've not seen the new one and I don't know if I can. I mean, we'd have to get a sitter because you and John can't both be high. No, I think we could arrange for that. But maybe we should do a drinking game. I don't, I don't smoke pot that often, but I was just like, I was like, we got to do cats at some point and we're going through. And then I think you suggested Moulin Rouge. I don't know why we didn't think about that right off the bat. That's like, that's just perfect. It's not a comedy, but romantic. It's a comedy. I mean, there's, there's a lot of very funny things. Yes. If I'm remembering correctly. So far. A lot of comedic timing. Yeah. So far it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a little bit of, I forgot the, the first part I remember being very funny and it is, but it is a romantic film. It is very romantic. And it is, I I think it has everything that we're looking for. Oh, ninth grade me went and saw that in the movie theater. I mean, you were in ninth grade too. Yeah. Exactly the same age. Mm -hmm. Oh, just. I'm I'm two days older than you. That's true. I'm very young. Yeah. Oh. Which explains the maturity that I have, the, all the, the outlook. Deep on life. maturity, yeah. outlook on life, yeah. your jokes, all my, very all mature. All my jokes, very mature. Two days more mature than your jokes. It's true. Uh, I remember I rented this from the library. Nice. I didn't see it in theaters. <laughs> I rented it from the library and I, wa- I got home from school and I watched it, got to the end, cried. Yeah. If you don't cry, like you're heartless. I, I, mean, got, I got home from school at three. So it finished about five, 10. Yeah. Took a little break, restarted it. Yes. Two in a row. <gasps> I love that. Was and that right after it came out? It must've been, on it must've been 2001 or yeah. like, yeah, right. You know, cause it, was it 2001 or 1999? Mm, no, probably 2001. Yeah. Oh, spectacular, spectacular. Oh, I um, can't wait. So I think excited. it was like, let's see. It was 2001, I believe. Did it come out? Cause this is when kind of a golden age of the re re musical, mm-hmm. like when Chicago came back. Oh, that was so good too. Um, so this is 2001 Baz Luhrmann. Before that, he did Romeo and Juliet, which we have to watch at some point. Is it? Because Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge and Strictly Ballroom are part of like a three movie yeah. series that he did. Yes. It's dance. Yeah. Stage. Mm-hmm. Music. Oh, love that. And I've never seen Strictly Ballroom. I've I heard haven't it's either. So good. I would love to watch it. Um, the, I mean, this came out to, let's see, it, it was at Cannes Film Festival, then May 25th, 2001. Okay. So like the end of our freshman year. $50 million made $180 million and it was up for best picture, all those things. In BBC's 2016 poll, it ranked 100 greatest, 53rd on the 21st century's 100 greatest films. I believe it. It has a big following. And it's, I think, I honestly don't think I've seen it since that double, since that little double movie, double feature, Moulin Rouge and Moulin Rouge. I don't know if I've seen it since then. Okay. I watched it. I remember it was like my, the fall before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember John and I were like, we go out so much. Let's just stay in tonight and watch a movie. And then I remember like 
have like flashing back to that and being like, why didn't I go out that night? I'll never <laughs> go out again. But yeah, we like rewatched it then. And did we, did we do uh, the elephant medley song together at old carriage once? I'm sure we did. I mean, I know every single, I word. think we did. And I think we thought it was going to crush and it, it, it was fun for us, but I think the audience are like, eh. like okay, wait. I'm pretty sure that would have been you. I think I don't we know did. what other, it'd either be if you or Jenny Estebo. If you're <laughs> singing musical theater songs with anyone else, I'm going to be. Jealous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was at that. Um, when, we, when I had my birthday there one year and I think it was, we didn't do our dual party. I think that you're right. Yeah. I remember doing it. I mean, I've sung that many times. In my car. Oh. When I was driving around in high school. So good. Oh, I had the, oh, I had the CD. And then they came out with like a second one that had yeah. more music. Oh, I definitely had that too. It's good. I mean, that was also the first time I think I really heard a lot of that music. Yeah. That was like my first introduction to like smells like teen spirit mm -hmm. and a lot of the really cool stuff. I mean, I think even when I watched it back in 2019, I was like, Oh, now I know that yeah. song. But yeah. Didn't then. I don't know. Yeah. One of the songs, uh, and it, the children of the revolution. Yeah. I always thought that was, I think I thought it was the clash or something and mm -hmm. it's not. It's um, and it. I heard it on the radio one time, and I'd never heard the original. You were like, and I was like, that's that's one of the songs. Yeah, it's interesting too, like getting the rights, and I thought that was really interesting. Then when it transferred to, or not have you seen the Broadway? I have. Have Is it you? Good? I loved it. Okay. I I went into it very skeptical. Skeptical. Mm -hmm. Um, they did change some stuff in the plot, which I think made a lot of sense for the stage. Um, but it was really, really fun in that like jukebox musical thing to hear like the song would start and it mm -hmm. would like be a new song or a new like song would come in within the song and it would like take people a second. And then all of a sudden you'd like, feel like a ripple of like, Oh my gosh, it's toxic. Oh, it's oh, Lady Gaga. Oh. Yeah. They have like a lot more songs, Okay, which I didn't think I was going to love, but then I did. Yeah. It's still, it, it's not the movie for me. Okay. But yeah. You have to see it. Well, I, I definitely want to see it. I do think it is pretty cool, like, how, just how, like, how, uh, what is the word? Not ambitious, because it's not just ambitious. It's, like, such a crazy idea. Mm -hmm. And then it makes you realize, like, how much they nail it. Because yeah. it's, like, you could just imagine, like, someone coming in the room or uh, someone just pitching this and you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. But and you feel that like manic energy yeah. that they, like the bohemians have. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm so excited to jump back in. I know. I'm, I'm excited to have, because most of these movies I haven't seen, we haven't finished it yet, but we're watching, Corey and I are watching Notting Hill oh, and so I'd never good. seen that. And I was like, we were trying to choose a movie and he's like, people say Notting Hill is really good. I was like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sure. And I'm fucking in love I with that I heard you movie. loved it. That's, he told it me so that much. the other night at dinner as well. After yeah. he was like, I'm not mad about Pink Lady. <laughs> Kevin loves Notting Hill. I love Notting Hill. And I realized that I think the movies that I love are, are all movies with just like, uh, um, like very hopeful male lead. Who's like longing to fall in love. I realized that with Notting Hill, I was like, I want to fall in love with whatever her name is. Yeah. And I then, don't remember. And I was like, I'm going to watch Milan Rouge. It's going to be like, I believe in love. Oh, oh, See, love is it. a mini splendid thing. Love lifts us up where we belong. All, <laughs> All you, you need, need is love. love. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. I feel like oh, listeners man. either turned us up or turned us off. 
<laughs> oh my god! There's gosh. no middle ground there. There, whatever that that right there was a breaking point. You're either a pink lady, or you are are unsubscribing. At that moment, we that is the moment we have to. We'll t- see. We'll see what the numbers are after that. <laughs> we have to tell Corey to listen to this intro and see. He's gonna get to that point and be like, Jesus fucking. <laughs> he's going to get into it. He's going to, because he's also, you know what? I feel like Corey probably knows a lot of the words. Oh yeah. I just think everybody does. I don't know. We, uh, we're going to go watch it. There's, I mean, there's a few things in here we can talk about as far as like box office and things like that. But I just feel like after that, we just gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go. We're clearly itching to watch this movie and do some singing. Okay. Let's do it. Bye. Hi, this is Corey, and I'm going to read the summary from Moulin Rouge for Kevin and Katie's The Pink Ladies Podcast, the hottest new podcast. Ugh. I'm only doing this because um, they forgot to do it, and so this is like basically me bailing them out. All right, here we go. Let's get this done. Moulin Rouge, directed by Baz Luhrmann. A young Englishman in the Paris of 1899 becomes infatuated with Satine, a singer at the Moulin Rouge. However, she has been promised by the manager to a duke in return for funding his next production. As the young lovers meet in secret, Satine's wedding day draws closer, but she hides a fatal secret from both Christian and the duke. All right, now back to the pink ladies. Good Lord. The greatest thing you'll ever learn. I love it. Is just to love and be loved in return. (laughs) It's just so sweeping. This is this is one of the things that I like with all art forms. Every art form is like this for me, and it is like. It's so, there's so much out there. It's so easy to not, to not swing for the fences because it's like, if you miss, it's so embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, but when you're like going to a movie to just start is just to do to, you're going to a movie. So it's like, it's going to be epic. It's not just like two people chat. Like this is such like you're getting ready for an epic love story. And it just starts so epic. Like, I, oh, I just kind of forgot how you like see the Moulin Rouge as like this broken down, mm-hmm. like, it's like people, you see the people like, oh, they're like struggling. And then it goes back in time and you see them like singing about beauty and truth. And I mean, even just the start, oh, it's, and you're thrown into this new world. You're, it's just telling, it's like old school in such a good way. That's like the story you're about to it's almost like in the beginning of like Romeo and Juliet when it's mm-hmm. just like the story of two love. Like you're just prepared. Like right, for you this know exactly prologue. what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but then you still are not prepared for it. I know. Also, it's like when I first watched this, I totally missed the fact that it's like, well, I mean, this is why it's good is he's crying at his like typewriter and still right. within like five minutes, you forget that. Right. You're just on this romp. Yeah. This love story. No, I know. I mean, I love, I love that style of storytelling Yeah, where you're just like so swept up and it's just gutting at the end, but we're not there. We're not there. We're not ready. We're not being gutted yet. And also the other thing is how 
uh, whenever there's a movie, like I'm sure this is lots of Star Wars dorks live their life like this, but you're like, this place doesn't exist. This world doesn't exist. And right. it's, it makes you when you watch it just like. Don't you want to be in it? Oh, I feel like I was fascinated. I still am. Yeah. Like, I mean, I didn't get to go to the Moulin Rouge until I was an adult and I went to Paris and I just like could not wait to walk around Montmartre mm-hmm. and finally go. And I was like, it's a lot smaller, but yeah. that's okay. But, oh, I just like, but even still just like walking around that area, yeah, it just feels really cool. And all I want to do is be back in that time. I mean, granted, it seems like it was pretty dirty. You were probably going to die of syphilis. Of Yeah. Syphilis, tuberculosis. So that's how Toulouse-Lautrec died of syphilis, I believe. Okay. Well, yeah. sorry, Toulouse. But. Doesn't that make you he, crazy? He got to, yeah, he went crazy, but he got to, it's not about, uh, it's not about the destination. It's the sateens you got to bang along the way. Well, he probably banged a lot. Of them. <laughs> I think he had so. a great time. Yeah. Uh, also, we can talk more about it. Let's table the thing that I texted you to talk about okay. at the end of the episode. Okay. Because that's the exact, uh, the exact theme of that other thing we talked about mm-hmm. is wanting to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So we, uh, we won't talk about it yet. Right. But, okay. So... There we are. There's a young, uh, penniless, penniless writer. writer. And his name, does he have a name yet? Christian. Christian. Uh, and he is crying, uh, at his, uh, um, at, at his typewriter. And he says, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. That's the opening, right? Is that what he writes? I thought he said this story is about love. Oh. My love is dead. Oh, okay. Seems like we did a great job. Well, like we, were, we were just like getting ready. And we were like, just like so swept up that we couldn't even pay attention. When, do, when does he sing that first then? The greatest thing. Oh, well, maybe he does sing it. Okay. I'm thinking about what he types. Okay, right okay. And then you're swept away. You realize that he says who he is. He's like... I, you know, it's like all the people from this time, it was a big bustling time in actual Paris, France, Montmartre. Mm-hmm. Uh, that neighborhood is where, um, that's where Van Gogh was. That's where Monet was. That's where all these, and all these writers were there. That's where actually Toulouse-Lautrec was there. Right. All the Bohemians. All the Bohemians and they're writing and they're talking about art and they're talking about all that stuff. And he's like, I want to go there. And his dad's like, you can't go there. You're, you're a, what? You'll waste your life with a can-can dancer. Yeah, which Man, is like... Man, this is really bringing out all my acting. Yeah. Oh, so many voices. <laughs> my musical theater training. Yeah. So he shows up there and he's surrounded. Um, how's he get in with this crew right off the bat? They, um, the Argentinian falls through his ceiling. Yeah. He has narcolepsy. Yes. He just falls right in. And then he, they put him in the play and then he kind of helps with the writing, sings some you know, Hills Are Alive, which you know I love. You were, uh, that's from Sound of Music. The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music. And I was Maria. you were Maria in Sound of Music. Yeah. So immediately off the bat. Yeah. Love it. So it's, I actually love that because that's another fantasy thing that's sort of just like whenever you get to like a cool place and you're like, I know there's something going on somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like thrown into this world. Right. Um, and... Uh, John Leguizamo is playing Toulouse-Lautrec. He's so good. And uh, he has his fun little, um, his uh, lisp mm-hmm. uh, and his voice. 
and they are doing, uh, putting on a little play. Yeah. Um, and then the person who's writing the play gets pissed because they want to split the writing credit. Right. Because it doesn't seem like that other writer was that good. He had to go. Yeah. He was wearing too much makeup. Um, and wait, what song they sang a few songs there. They sang, where's the, let me get, let me get up the soundtrack so we can follow. Um, well, they get into like the, um, do you believe in freedom, beauty, truth? Yes. Uh, freedom, beauty, truth, and love. And then Kylie Minogue shows up. The green fairy. The green fairy. Yes. Um, which I feel like watching that as a ninth grader and then the many other times I watched it, I was like, man, absinthe must be a crazy ride. I know. And I had it and I was like, well. I wonder if you drink like a whole bottle or it has wormwood in it, but I feel like some of the absinthe now doesn't have the actual like hallucination. I was was disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've never had that much. I think the real stuff is kind of illegal or something. It's probably true. But I don't know. Well, I'll do some research on that and see if we can get some. Thanks. Ooh. Um, And then we have uh, the Green Fairy Medley, Sound of Music, Children of the Revolution, and and the Nature Boy, which is, uh, and that's where they are like, we're fucked up. We got to go to the Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. And they have this whole plan about how they're going to get... Ziedler and Satine Mm -hmm. to like sign off on their play. Yeah. Which is uh, right now their play seems okay. It does seem like you don't, you don't go there with a first draft like they're doing. Yeah. I don't know if it's enough to really turn the Moulin Rouge into a real theater and Satine into a real actress. Yeah. But But they're going on a hope and a dream. Seems to be working out. It seems to be working out. (laughs) Then you're just in crack land like the next 15 minutes is just some of the craziest filmmaking. I mean, I was eating while watching, but then I just fully stopped Yeah, because I was like, I have to see every moment that's happening They're dancing. on the screen. Also, this is when, right when they walk in is when, which is, will you go to bed with me? I think it's, will you sleep with me tonight? That's awesome. They're just putting it out there. And can you name the four ladies? That sang the... Yeah. Oh. It was all over... Aguilera, Pink, Maya, and... Little Kim. Oh, 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 oh. Remember? I guess I haven't thought about that. Christina Aguilera is like, oh, and like they all do that. And then Little Kim's just like, oh, oh. I'm definitely going to be listening to that tomorrow with Mickey. And I loved when Christina, because they're kind of in it. That's what was kind of cool is that was like a single that mm-hmm. was separate from Moulin Rouge. That was just great branding. That was very smart. Um, I kind of forgot about that. Okay, let's let's see if we can pull it. Oh, it's not even on. Here it is. Just an absolute banger. Between this and the music video for Dirty. Whoa, Kevin. Very influential on my life. Okay, let me see, find this part. Um, it's after Christina just like goes to town. She was another breed. I mean, she, her voice is, her voice is insane. I think we still have a while before the... Oh. That's all right. 
Okay, I'll find it. Um, this is just taking. Oh my gosh, it's taking me back. Okay, here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. This is the funniest thing ever. Here we go. Unbelievable. <laughs> like whose idea was that? Hers? Well, okay, I mean, if I you can't, know. that shows the power of, of the talent there. She's an incredible rapper, but right. once you're trying to show your chops off. It, and it's, it was a riffing <laughs> moment. And I mean, really, though, after Christina, what are you going to do? I know. I mean, Pink held her own. Held her own. Lil' Kim was like, I got to uh. This is what I do. And then remember when, remember what she wore to the VMAs? Vaguely. She just had. Just like her boob, like out with a little pasty yeah. on it. Man, yeah. I haven't thought about Lil' Kim in a long time. I was thinking about that just last night. No, I'm kidding. You were like, ooh, <laughs> I wish someone was dressed up ooh. for Halloween mm-hmm. in an outfit. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, boy. Okay, so they're at the Moulin Rouge, and it's just full on. Everyone's drinking. All the businessmen are out in their top, top hats. They're all just dancing. All the can they all girls know that the are there. Choreography. They know everything. Everyone's partying. And it, wasn't the can-can like a kind of a violent dance? Um, yeah. I think that there, you know what? I have to, I'm going to look it up, but I feel like there was like, like people would get injured. Oh, really? Doing it. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. You keep talking. I mean, it's, this is one of the cool things that Baz Luhrmann does, which is like, he has no, it reminds me, they did this on Deadwood. They were like back in the, in cowboy days. They would say like, oh, like shenanigans. But that really meant like, fuck you, you right. cocksucker or something. Something really. So he just changed the language to be like, I'll make offensive language for now. Right. So that it doesn't sound like tarnations is going to sound funny. Uh, and that's what Baz Luhrmann does, that it's like there's modern sounds, there's modern dance things, there's modern music. And also you're still in uh, 1890s. France. So mm-hmm. it just works so well. Cause it makes it be like, this seems like the box, which is like a crazy club in like New York. It right. doesn't seem like old school. It seems like another, just another just world, another world. Right. Yeah. That's which not of is, this world, not of that one. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Jim Broadbent, one of my favorite performances, because mm-hmm. if that dude doesn't, he plays Zidler. Oh, he's so good. And it talks like this, like the whole thing. I'm like, if you go halfway on that, it's weird. And mm-hmm. instead I'm like, this is one of the coolest, weirdest performances. I don't think there's really anyone in the movie that's bad. Yeah. Like everybody has moments. I mean, even the guy that plays the Duke, like he, and I yes. think I was like really, and you're right. There's a lot of comedian, uh, comedic moments from him, mm-hmm. like just really watching him and being like, man, he's got some great, great, great bits. bits. And I mean, I know there's a lot coming up. <laughs> Well, so speaking of the Duke, basically they're all partying. We got the Argentinian who has narcolepsy. We got Toulouse. We have Christian and the bald guy. They're like, just wait. And then guess who comes out? Satine. Satine, the sparkling The sparkling diamond. She comes down. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. So good. Nicole Kidman crushes it. She's so good. You know what I did read today? She, um hurt her. I think she 
fell and like hurt her leg during that. And she broke a rib by like wearing her corset too tight. Really? Yeah. So if that happened in modern times, then there must have been just so many broken ribs. Yeah. Just like everyone had broken ribs. And they were like, oh, great. I can just be skinnier. Yeah. Corsets are fucked up. Yeah. They, they do like, yeah. I had to wear one when I was in Jane Eyre, the musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was Jane. And it wasn't even like that intense. Brag alert. Brag. That was but instead of like a good brag sign, but okay, you were Jane. You know what? I was Jane. I yeah. wanted everyone to know. Yeah. Um, And I, that thing, oh my gosh. Yeah. I would like take it off at intermission and it would just be like just red streaks. And it wasn't even that tight. Yeah. And I was like, how can people... How did they do that? Why? I don't, don't know. Do you find this like, I'm not trying to just be pervy Kevin, but don't you think like how sexy would it be if you met someone at the Moulin Rouge or just in that time, they're wearing so much stuff that you're just like furiously making out. And then it takes like 22 <laughs> minutes to get all your clothes off. So you're just like, <laughs> unlike undoing like but I all like of your boots. Really fun. Oh yeah. Like the little, like little like hooks on their boots, just like 20 of them. Yeah. All the buttons. That's sexy. Let's bring that back. Yeah. I bring that, that back. It's like, do you want to come back to my place? It's already 1am. It's going to take we're going to get there at one thirty, <laughs> and then you won't be able to get your clothes off until 2.45. <laughs> but it'll be worth it. Yeah. It'll be very, very sexy. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that when they were like out there doing the can-can and I was like, man, back then it just didn't take that much to like get men really oh, yeah. excited. You know, yeah. I was like, I just like women lifting up their skirt. I'm like, that's a, just a regular day in New York yeah. City. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is something to like now that everybody's seen everything like and people are wearing that it's like yeah seeing seeing ladies all dolled up in their big dress i'm like that's sexy right yeah i I, well i was kind of making me wonder like what is the equivalent of the moulin rouge now well i think uh, the box the box i've heard about Mm -hmm. but i've just heard like there there's like a need to be like shocking now so apparently at the box like sometimes like girls were like pee in the audience or like take a gun and like masturbate with it on stage. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I've heard that people are like, you wouldn't believe what happens at the box. And I was like, and I was dude. like, Oh really? Tell me more. And they're like a girl masturbated with a gun. I'm like, oh. all right, can we, can we dance? Oh gosh, I'd be too scared. I know. Yeah. I, but I think there's like something interesting to that about like, you know, we've gotten to this point where everything is all out there, but then is that what is like, it has to be the shocking thing now? I I don't know, but you're right. Like when you do see those women, like all dolled up in those corsets and those skirts, it is really sexy. I danced with a girl last night, uh, just like people started dancing. And then like some girl I'd been talking to for just like a few minutes, grabbed me and we started dancing. Yeah. And I was like, it is so like, it's so hot to like dance with a person that yeah. you don't know. Yeah. You're like looking at them and you're touching, like when other times are you touching like the waist of a stranger? Right. But it's I'm like, like totally acceptable. Yeah. It's acceptable. And she was a dancer. So like she was like showing me like move this way. And I was like, this is so much cooler than like texting with someone on hinge. Yeah. Being like, you're hot. You're hot. Your pictures are cute. I was like, this is awesome. Kevin, I know you held your own. You are a musical theater major. Well, stop. Stop it. I did. I did bring some of my training to the dance floor. I'm sure she um, knew she, she could see it. 
But here is another twist. You're having fun. You're having sexy time dancing. Everybody's horned up. But here's the twist. And this is still a twist. This is the oldest job in the world. Satine is a courtesan. She is. She She's there. You have to pay for her time. Mm-hmm. And she needs to impress the Duke because guess what? The Duke would invest in the Moulin Rouge so they can finally go legit and not just have a trashy dance place, but a real theater for Satine to be a real actress. Okay. So the whole time they're... Uh, Christian and his band of, of merry, merry men, they are trying to get funding. So there's like a really fun, uh, scene where they're doing a costume change in, uh, uh, what's his name? Zidler, Harold Zidler. Mm -hmm. He's just like, uh, it's, it's very like, but they're looking that he's like, is the Duke waving the handkerchief? And then, right, they're like behind all the dresses and like changing their, yes. their costumes. And then she looks and then he's Toulouse's waving it at Christian. And she's like, oh yeah, that's him. And then Harold sees it and he's waving it at, uh, at the Duke. And so they're like, okay, we're both on the same page. But they're not. But they're not. That's For, how the love story begins. Yeah, it's, it's, tale as old as time. Now did Toulouse, like, I guess I, I thought about that when we watched it. Like, did he plan that? Like, how did that, it just kind of worked out so well. No, I think what happened. Cause then all of a sudden he was like helping him. He was like helping the Duke clean up, but then all of a sudden he was like, clean yourself up, you pig. Yeah. I'd have to look at that again be, because I feel like they were annoyed because they're like lowly artists and they're mm -hmm. like, you fucking bourgeois pig. Right. So I feel uh -huh. like it was like a get out of here situation, but I don't know if he was behind. I don't think he was. I All think right. it was just like a bar fight, like right. a little, a tiff between a masculine little bar fight. All right. But we should go back and see okay. if he was behind it. We'll I do know they did know, to, like Toulouse-Lautrec is a real person. Right. Um, and if you've seen the photos or the painting that says Moulin Rouge, like his real work is like amazing. Oh, it's very, very, very good. Really cool. And it's cool that, I guess he, I don't know if they show that he's a painter in this and they just use his name and I, kind of likeness. I don't know if they do. Cause I yeah. don't think I knew until later into adulthood that he was a real yeah. person and yeah. that he was an artist. Um, and got syphilis. RIP. I just learned about that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, so, <laughs> so bad. We're so sorry. We're so sorry about <laughs> your loss. <laughs> that is okay to feel sorry, but it's like, you know, it's been a long time. Yeah. But we're so sorry. But I'm deeply sorry. I just have a feeling that he was like, he's like, ah, it happens. Well, At that point, like, everyone's like. I had like, a lot of great sex. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, I just also think it was like not surprising to get sick with something like that and die. Yeah. Like it was just a hard life. Even that, like that wasn't even that long ago. No, not just at all. Everybody was just. I want to go back in time and just be like. So there's going to be this thing called penicillin. It's going to change your life. And those guys would be like. That's a miracle. Oh, I know. Yeah. It Truly. is crazy. You and go then blind. There's going to and... be people that won't want to take it. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> just know that. Yeah. That's actually really funny. If, if it affects, if it affects there, it's sort of like, no, no, no I'm, I'm down with medicine. I like right. medicine. I think. Right. Exactly. It's FDA approved. This is great. Yeah. Um, okay. So then they go and they have a time where He's talking about wanting to do a poetry reading. He gets a time alone with Satine, Christian, Ewan McGregor. 
Nicole Kidman, Satine, they're in a room together. She is like, I need to give this guy the best lay of his life so he'll give the money because she thinks he's the Duke. And he just wants to perform his poetry. Yeah. And they do a real classic thing, which is she thinks he's talking about sex and his penis. And he's talking about his poetry. It's a really good bit. It is a great bit. He's like, it's quite long. It's quite modern what I do. <laughs> it's quite long. You can be over there until you are comfortable. Like, he's like, oh, oh, oh. oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and then I remember so much the scene, just her doing like the cat things. Yeah. And just that I, cause Nicole Kidman is not known for her comedy. She's very funny. She's very funny in this. Yeah. Like that, um, she's like going like, yeah. and like, like waving her outfit around. Yeah. Yeah. Really silly. And she's putting on a full show to get this money. And then he sings, cause this isn't the elephant love medley, but it is a love medley. No, he sings your song. Okay. I, I, oh, that like clear, crisp voice just ringing out. My gift is my song or your gift. Yes. I'm, I'm doing a. I'm I'm doing a new app called uh, Be Real, and I just got my Be Real. Yes, so well, we're, we're podding. being real. We're podding. Okay. We're being real. Um, so I had to do my Be Real, and I'm sending it now. And nice. <laughs> you're closing your eyes on it. Well, I'm being real. <laughs> um, so your song. Oh, and wait, is this when he says "Live Love Lifts You Up When We Belong"? No, that's Elephant Love Medley. Okay, when he comes back, he says. What's the first thing he starts to say with this? He just starts singing your song. My gift is my, my song. Elton and John. this one's for you. So good. And, and she's like, oh. And, and then she just falls in love. And she, yeah, she falls in love thinking he's the Duke. Right. They have like a truly beautiful moment together. And then reality hits. Finds out he's the Duke. He's like, I don't know the Duke. I'm a lowly writer. And she just can't believe it. She's like, oh, how many fucking times does this have to happen? Yeah. Why can't there be? It's always one or the other. I mean, certainly in movies it is. It is. But I, you do kind of, in real life, it kind of is too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I agree. Like, it, it, there, there's truth to it. It's true. The, you know, the writer wouldn't, the, like the Duke would never be yeah. as handsome. Yeah. Or as like adventurous or, or truly loving. Or have just like that beautiful songbird voice. Beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. The Duke knocks at the door. Holy shit. They figured out Ewan McGregor is in the room. So she has to sed seduce him. Uh, and get rid of him at the same time. It's like a lot more really funny kind of slapstick. Real slapstick. It's very good. He's hiding behind her dress. Um, Zidler's there. And then that's when they get the fun. That's when the yeah, all goes Yeah, they spectacular, spectacular. They like kind of all the other friends kind of save the day by coming in. and Because he's like, the Duke is just like, why, why, there? why are you here? Yeah. You're like sleeping with someone else? You whore. He doesn't say that, but he's like thinking, he's thinking that. It. And he will say it later. But then all the friends come in. He's like, really rehearsal? Then they just throw together the new show, Spectacular, Spectacular. That song is so good. More words than the vernacular? No words in the, the vernacular, vernacular can, can describe this great event. event. You'll, You'll be, be done, done with, with Wonder Woman. Oh my God, what are we 
And like, I love that moment where the Duke's like, and in the end, should someone die? It's like such good foreshadowing. Yes. They all just silent. So exciting. It's so good. It's so good. It's so fun. And it's so just like, they get out of a mix by just, but out of like a pinch, they get their money. And it's, uh, it's just so fun. It's also fun seeing, cause whenever you see musicals, I feel like a lot of times, like you just see like young, pretty people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun seeing like this just band of crazy people. Like, yeah, it's like a real motley crew. There's like a dwarf, a fat old man. Mm-hmm. Um, These like old, bald guys, old, bald guys. And they're even, um, yeah, they're like, uh, getting out the sitar. Right. And they're just making up the story. And it's it's actually just like such a cool. It's just super fun. So fun. They do spectacular, spectacular. And then he realizes, he says, uh, they do grab the rhythm of the night. Wait, your song? What's rhythm of the night? Oh. I think that's when they're dancing on the dance floor. Then it then she sings, then you one see, day I'll fly away. You see the real Satine. Oh. Finally. Yeah. There's she like, just wants to fly away. Yeah. She doesn't want to be there anymore. She's living in an elephant. She's, <laughs> she's like, everyone can see into my bedroom. Every, everyone has been there. <laughs> you're, you're freaking, you're living in an elephant. <laughs> you're sucking rich dudes off to try and fund your acting career. Just and you're just like, actor. I just don't want to fucking fly away. Yeah. That's what she's feeling. I said to John, cause John's, uh, John's upstairs. I said to John, I said, uh, I was like, dude, he was just like, his timing was perfect. I was like, yeah, I, every single time you fall in love with a prostitute, they have tuberculosis. And he's like, every damn time. <laughs> every damn time. Every damn time. So she says, one day I'll f- fly away. And then guess who comes back up to her elephant? Oh, there he is. Christian. Christian trying and to convince her. Yeah. He's like, we belong together. We're in love. What happened? She's like, shut up. Love is just a game. No. That's what she says. She says, love, love lifts, lifts us up where we belong. All you need is love. Uh, all you need is love. A girl has got to eat. All you need is love. She'll end up on the street. All you need is love. Love is just a game. I was meant for loving you, baby. You were meant for loving me. The only way of loving me, baby, is to pay a lovely fee. Just one yes. night. Just one <laughs> night. There's no way, because you can't pay. In the name of We've love. We've changed keys so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so worried about it. No, it's I want fine. everyone to know that we did not rehearse that. We did not. We did not. It's just in our bones. It's just deep in my soul. It's what one of the coolest parts about that is like, is just, it's all these mishmash of songs, but it's like every, it's it. What am I trying to say? It's basically like, I don't know all the songs, but they're like in our culture. We live and breathe. Right. um, All of these songs from the radio. So it's like, even if you don't know if you're my mom and you're like, I don't know three of these songs, but I know three. It's like Elton John to David Bowie to uh, U2. Whitney, it, or Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Um, 
what's her name? Uh, Gloria Estefan. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh. Like there's just so many things that you're like, I don't, I've never turned on Julia Estefan on Spotify, but we all know that song. Right. So but in my head, all those songs, they like belong together. Cause yes. again, like a lot of, I mean, I'd heard some of those songs before, but that yeah. was like my first introduction to a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, just so good. Yeah. And it's like to take all these, all these epic love songs. Cause when you think about it, all of recorded music is from the past hundred years. Right. So, and now, um, you know, like, uh, Prince sing like songs that like Prince wrote or songs that the Beatles wrote, like they are the modern day, all you need is love or, um, or your song. Like those are like the, the great modern songbook, I guess. Right. right. That it's like, that's Beethoven. That's, that's like Homer or like Shakespeare Mm -hmm. is, is like the Beatles. Right. They're like the most popular band and we all know their music and we use their big cultural things to just like sex in the city is like, if there's, if a girl's choosing between two guys, it's like big and Aiden. That's how people have that conversation. Right. right, Yeah. And like, these are the worldwide expressions of love for the 20th century. Right. You're so, you're so right about that. Yeah. And just to put them all in one thing just makes you realize how like universal it is. Just, uh, it's so good. It's good. And they're just like walking all over the elephant, walking around, then they head back up. Oh, fireworks. They get how, in. How fun is it to fall in love? Oh, it's just the best. It's just the, oh, it's just the best of times. Last, last year I went on like the greatest date of my life. Yeah. And it's like, it didn't turn into anything, but I just remember I was like, I was like, I don't care what happened. This is. You were on an elephant. I was on an elephant. You were like jumping from the Eiffel Tower. Yes. With an umbrella. I'm not kidding. It was on that level because we went to like three different bars in New York and saw a movie and then walked for like two hours. That's and you're a just great like, date. Yeah. You, it was like went to all these different places and you're just like, you're like, this is the best. Yeah. You know. Uh, falling in love is just like. Oh, it's truly the, just the most fun. Yeah. Oh, especially in New York because you just can like go on the most amazing dates. Yeah. It's mm. like you're on like, um, on a movie set. Yeah. My friend, uh, our friend Harlan said, uh, when I was like, do you have to pay tolls? And he's like, you pay tolls to get into New York, but not to leave. And he's like, just think of it as adult Disneyland. You pay to get in. And I was like, that <laughs> is true. It's true. Like you pay a little toll to get in. And then once you're in. You have all that at your fingertips. Yeah. It's like. Oh my gosh. I've never heard him say that. That's so funny. Elephant love medley. And that's mm. where we, that's where we stopped. I stopped it right when the elephant med- love medley ends. And then. um the scene that I started turning it off at was uh, the Duke takes out a lean on Moulin Rouge. Right. Because he, did he see him in Satine? No, no, no. I think he just is like, he knows collateral. she's Yeah. He's she, like, I know she is uh, a courtesan. Yeah. And I think he just wants to be in control. Yeah. As we see later into the movie, I think. Um, yeah, man, what a wild ride already. So the thing I wanted to say, earlier is one of the best movies ever is midnight in Paris. Oh yeah. 
And one of the coolest things about it that is like, because it is like a rom-com and it is like a beautiful movie similar to this same time period for some of these things. But one of the craziest parts of it that is so mind melting to me, is like they go back to Steinbeck and Hemingway and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when he goes, cause it's like, we just think Paris in general, those are two totally different times. Like the Hemingway time and Moulin Rouge is totally different. Right. Right. And the girl that he meets, who's Marion Cotillard, she isn't enjoying her time. Mm-hmm with Steinbeck and all these writers. Right. And she's like, wants to go back to that old time when it was in Moulin Rouge. And then you get down with the Moulin Rouge people and they're not happy either. Right, and you're just right. like, it's just such a classic thought. Yeah. Process. Yeah. That is just like, all we have is now, we, we, all we have is now. And if you're in love on that elephant, listen, just be in love on that be elephant. Be in love on that elephant. It you got to be in the forever. moment. It might last for a day. But you're in love yeah. on that elephant. If we got back, we have to th- think about when our Moulin Rouge is now. We don't need to think about going back to 1889 because here's the reality. We'd get syphilis and we would die. We would so we have certainly to have syphilis. <laughs> Tuberculosis. Yeah. Consumption. Consumption. Like, um, it would just, I just feel like it smelled bad. Like it, everyone smelled bad. It smelled horrible. But it looks really fun. But it looks fun. So fun. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think this has got to be, that's got to be the time I'd want to go back to. Uh, I mean, I, I would love that. I I think I, when I think about going back in time, I always think about New York. Mm, and yeah. so I always like think about times in New York, but yeah, I think. Well, I, I read a book a couple of years ago that was like set in that same time period. And it was about, what was the um, book? it was called, it was like a, it was called the littlest dancer. It was like mm. about the girl that posed for the, for the Degas statue. Oh, cool. Um, and it was, you know, kind of set in that same time period. And I was like, man, I just want to be like kind of dirty on those streets. Yeah. It would, I don't want to spend more than a day Yeah, because I really like being clean yeah. and wearing deodorant, but, but I want to spend, and I don't want to have cracked ribs. Well, that's true. And I don't want to like have to be a, a courtesan. Wait, can I ask a, I guess why is, why can't, I mean, in this story, but like, you're not supposed to fall in love with prostitutes, but do pro or sex workers. Do, there's the story always that is told is like, I guess it's because guys always fall in love with them, but they're like not fully there. But like if she could stop being a courtesan, which she, I guess she could choose, then she wouldn't have any way to pay her bills. I'm just trying to figure out a way. Yeah, I mean, I think she's also holding on to her dream. Yeah. She's trying to do both. She's a modern woman. Yeah. She's trying to have her dream, her career and her love. Yeah. Just, you know, unfortunate that love is also her job. Yeah. But you're right. If they just left together, things would... I mean, but maybe the the Duke would hunt them down. I don't know. There's just, anytime there's like a doomed love story, I'm always like, even though I'm like, these aren't real people, I'm just like, we got to figure this out. Guys. This this could be better. We yeah. Could, we could figure this out. No, I know. But then we, then we wouldn't have the story. Yeah. Mm. Well, we're, we are halfway through the incredible Moulin Rouge. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, let's see if there's one little thing. So coming up after this, um, 
what do you think the next song is we have coming up right after this? I think it's Come What May. Am I right? Before Come What May, we have a classic. Like a virgin. Wait, that's before Come What May? Uh-huh. Touched for the very oh first gosh. time. That scene is so good. Like a virgin. When oh. your heart beats next Hope to mine. It's so, so good. good. I am very excited for Roxanne. Oh, that fuck. whole scene, like that. And then going into the Duke's path. I mean, that's what like this movie, you just like, don't want to close your eyes. Here's, like uh, you don't want to miss a moment. One of the other things that I know you'll agree with me is I love stories mm -hmm. about show business. I do too. I actually was going to bring up something that I loved in, um, and we kind of talked about it a minute ago when they're like on the dance floor and she's like, which one is the Duke? It's the one waving the handkerchief. And then they put up the dresses, yeah. like all the Moulin Rouge dresses and they change their costumes. Mm -hmm. And I just love how they're just like having a conversation and being like, okay, like maybe he'll invest. Oh, that would be great. Like, you know, do this. And it just like reminded me how, you know, when you do a show, especially when you do a show for so long, yeah. Like it just is your regular job yeah. that you go to. And so you're just like kind of having this like conversation, like in the middle of the show. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. How you're totally. kind of like, you might be on stage and be like, oh, maybe after this we'll like go and, and do, you know, like have this milkshake or something. Yeah. I don't know why I said milkshake, yeah. but I don't know. I just love that. Like seeing that side of it. Yeah, totally. Because I love, you're right. I love seeing things about theater. Things about, showbiz. yeah, things about. It, they can be bad, but when they're good, when it's like movies about theater, films about films, mm -hmm. um, it's so fun because it's like, it's so magical because, no. because when you go to Moulin Rouge, you're just dancing around. You're like, whoa. And then to know it's like, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. And oh. they're putting a show together to try and get out. Like all we want to do is go to Moulin Rouge but and they they're just, just like, we got to fucking get out of this thing. I know. And you know what? That is hundred percent true because- I've been talking, I talking to some like younger comedians that were talking about open mics and they're like, yeah, trying to, and I was like, I don't, I would never want to go back and do open mics again. Right. But, the, but I'm like, enjoy it while you're there. Right. Cause I don't want to do like Corey and I's show. We would do that all the time and we're past that. Right. But at the time you're, you always want to be past where you are. Right. And no, so that's so true. Like I think a about when I was on tour, like mm -hmm. I could never do that now. Cause it would just feel, it just wouldn't feel right. Yeah. And it would feel just like a step backwards, but like in the moment that was like the great, a great next step for me. And it was just like the most fun. And I, yeah. I don't want to do that again, Yeah, but in like, but I have just like the best memories of being in that moment. Yeah. But you're right. Everyone in the Moulin Rouge just wants to get out. Get out. And then they're just like, and Katie and Kevin are just trying to get in. We're trying to get in. We're, we're like, trying let to, us in. We're building a time machine. We're getting back there. We're going to tell everyone live in the freaking moment now, guys. Come Don't on. try and leave the Moulin Rouge. Because now you're going to have to go to a place where they masturbate with guns. Yeah. Like, this is so much better. <laughs> they're like, we, we want modern medicine. We want, we, we don't want to die of tuberculosis. And then they get here and go see someone being on the audience masturbating <laughs> with like, a gun. They're like, what the oh. fuck? <laughs> 
what the hell is this? This is bad. Uh, this has been bad press for the box, but I guess apparently <laughs> Sorry, box. I'll look it up and see if I can confirm this is true. But th it is a club in New York and I have heard those. Where things, is it located? Uh, like close to Union Square. Okay. I don't know anything about right. it. I'll text Harlan because Harlan went one night. So, oh, yeah. Harlan. So he, we'll, call, we'll call him in and see. Okay. Can't wait. To um, all right. Let's go watch the second half. Oh, I can't wait. Spectacular, spectacular. Later, daters. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at bradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.